Hello and welcome to the Fingal Libraries show on 92.5 Phoenix FM, also available now as a podcast on Spotify and Anchor FM. My name is Donald and I'm joined today by my regular co-host Andy. How are you, Andy? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm flying. Not too bad. It's great to hear. Yeah, I'm, I'm in great form as well. Looking forward to this show. It's, uh, it's our last show of the year. Well, for the, for the terrible twosome that is, that is us. It's our last show together for this year, anyway. Yeah, the, we'll we'll still have a couple of more episodes, all right. Um, I think some of our other yeah. colleagues are joining us for a, are joining me or, or a few of us anyway. I think for a Christmas show. Uh, but yeah, this is our last show. So, we're, what do we have in store this evening, Donald? Well, uh, quite a lot. Uh, we have a a lovely review of the year 2020 lines up some of our favorite picks in books and films and tv shows and i have i have to warn you andy i have a bumper edition of booker crook lined up the biggest ever edition of booker crook so um i hope you can keep your nerve i am quaking in my boots but it might be actually you should be yeah you should be or maybe it's just the temperature of the room that i'm in that it's actually cold always a possibility <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also have um, our level three restrictions. Yeah, as of um, yeah. last last Tuesday, the first of December, December there, uh, we are delighted delighted to announce even um, that all of well, most of our Fingal Library branches are, are reopened for contact con- contact and collect service, uh, browsing, printing, and photocopying services. Um, unfortunately, under the current guidelines, internet access is not available in any of our uh, Fingal Library branches. Um, we have a couple of exceptions um, to that with our libraries. So Malahide Library um, is unable to reopen for operational reasons, um, and uh, borrowers may use an alternative Fingal Library branch. Um, Blanchestown Library is currently undergoing major refurbishment, so uh, we are just operating a contact and collect service in um, in Blanchettstown. So they can email us at blanchlibrary at fingal.ie. We also have the mobile library uh, parked up outside the, the main building here. So that is here from a quarter to 10 until five o'clock in the afternoon. And um, people can go on to the uh, mobile libraries and they can browse through the books that we have there available. Uh, and if they don't have anything that they're looking for, they can uh, order the books as normal through one of our uh, staff there on the mobile libraries bus. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant, um, brilliant to be back, back up and running to, yeah. to some degree. Yeah, and hopefully it's, we stay at three now or we don't go any, any higher anyway. And uh, yeah, we can keep providing those services, but of course, we'll, We'll just have to adapt and, and go as we can. But uh, it's looking like a hopeful end to the year. Uh, yeah, definitely. For what's been a stressful year. And can I just add on that um, as well, please, Donald? Uh, Fingal.ie. Check out Fingal.ie, the library's homepage, for all of the up-to-date information um, on our library branches. Um, please don't get your information from Google that we may be on until 10 o'clock, etc., etc. We are not... Um, Fingal, Fingal Libraries 
or fingal.ie and then the library's homepage. Um, please go there for your up-to-date information on um, what services we're running. That's sound advice, Andy. It's a much more reliable source of information. It is indeed. All right, now, Andy, without any further ado, will we get into our review of 2020? I can't wait. Let's go. Okay. Andy, favourite film of the year. Go. <laughs> this is one. <laughs> this is, it's, it's been a strange year for film, really. Um, and my film of the year 2020 is from the year 1988. Yeah. <laughs> um, Very good. Oh, yeah. This year in films now, I do like to get out to the cinema a bit if there's something I want to see. Um, I was every, looking to every thirty-two years or so. Every thirty-two years, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, Midnight Run, Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin from nineteen eighty-eight has been my film of the year. Absolutely fantastic film. Without ruining it, I will just give a little bit of detail as to what it's about. So Robert De Niro plays a bounty hunter who is basically escorting um a, a mafia accountant to collect his bounty across the United States. Um, in pursuit of the Mafia accountant are a couple of other bounty hunters and also the Mafia themselves. So it's, I'm not sure what PG uh, age it is. I think it might be 16s or 18s, but it's a very kind of action-packed kind of comedy. Um, it's very, very funny. Uh, De Niro is very, very good in it. And Charles Grodin, um, his character in it as well is is brilliant and um, charles Grodin was actually in beethoven as well if people don't know he was the, the father figure in the beethoven movies if anyone do you remember that donald i think i saw one of them once that's the talking dog isn't it no no it's not no i'm not no. sure what that is but anyway it's a large dog anyway he's in those films but it's yeah I, i've watched it twice since um i watched the first time around and it's a brilliant film and that's my film of 2020. Um, a couple of other honorary mentions now are uh, classics, again, from, not from 2020. Uh, One, Flew Over Cuckoo, One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest and The Shining. Um, so I watched them pre-Halloween and I watched one of them Halloween night. Um, and they're absolutely fantastic with Jack Nicholson. Two brilliant films. Um, yeah, so they're my films of 2020. Great choices, Andy, especially... Uh... One Flew Over the Cookies Nest, that's one of my favourites. Great book as well. Yeah, if I was, if I was to um, have to choose between the two two of them now, uh, The Shining or One Flew Over the Cookies Nest, um, I think Splitting Hairs, One Flew Over the Cookies Nest is very, very good. Yeah, Jack Nicholson's great on it. Yeah, brilliant. Well, Andy, I have to say, like, and my choices, I, I went much down the same road as yourself. Yeah, because yeah, I haven't just didn't get to the cinema to see many many films this year, if any. Um, so two two of my three choices are very old, very old indeed. Um, Fiddler on the Roof, I saw that in the last few months, um, and I really I really hate musicals, but I enjoyed Fiddler on the Roof. It is a musical, the music's brilliant in it, but um, it's a it's a it's just a great story that with very universal themes that. Um, that I think it, it's one for for the family. I think everyone can enjoy Fiddler on the Roof. Um, similarly, Billy Elliot. I, I had never seen it until this year. Um, so lockdown gave me the, the opportunity to, to catch that on the telly. And my God, what a film. Real tearjerker, a real a fantastic performance. I can't remember the name of the, the young actor who plays Billy himself. But 
absolutely phenomenal performance. I believe he did all the dancing in the film as well. So, um, but uh, if anyone has yet to see Billy Elliot, I, I recommend picking that up. And then I guess I'll have to give my top spot because I saw it, I think it was December 2019, so it was almost 2020, uh, Parasite. I think it might have been the last film I saw in the cinema. Uh, and I think, it, I think it won the Oscar for Best Picture. But it's a, it's a fantastic film. It's hard to describe. Um, but I just I, I, I recommend everyone to go out and see that. And um, actually, on, I think there might be a TV show upcoming um, based on the film. But we'll talk about that a little bit more and I look forward to, to 2021. Interesting. The three of those now are ones I haven't watched. So um, I've scribbled them down already in my notebook. Great. Yeah, if I, yeah I'd start with Billy Elliot. That'd be my, my top pick, I would say. But um, Parasite as well for sure all freedom of course <laughs> so Andy book of the year do you have any nominations for that yeah there was there was two books um, I'm just getting to the end of one of them but it's um, it's just one of one of those basically where you know from the kind of get go that it's going to be be pretty good um, the two this year are uh, Champagne Football uh, Mark Tig, I think is how it's pronounced and the other one Brilliant. then is um, The Russian Affair by David Walsh. Now, they're both uh, sporting books. So, obviously, Champagne Football. Um, and I think it was there was a, a, part, um, a part documentary on Virgin as well in relation to this about basically how John Delaney cheated the FAI and swindled millions and millions. It hurts even saying it, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's just it's reality. Um, and some fantastic um investigative journalism there on um the author's behalf um champagne football i'm sure that's going to be a stock and filler for plenty of people this christmas um, i imagine so yeah yeah i actually haven't even seen a copy of it in the library i think there's pretty much a decent waiting list on it as well yeah um, flies out the door as soon as it comes in yeah and then the my 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 pick of the two of them now is actually the one that i'm currently finishing at the moment and probably because i i do really like david walsh um as a writer um he wrote a, a lot of different cycling books seven deadly sins um and he challenged mr lance armstrong as well at certain periods throughout his career with regards to doping but it's basically it follows the um the the russian basically doping scandal um where it it, it was on it was kind of initially unearthed in the german papers um a couple of years back and it follows a former russian at, athlete who has married a um a basically a, a USADA, who it's like the russian anti-doping organization um a worker or an employee of theirs so the two of them actually get married and basically you know they unearth a, a huge big you know well i suppose she she basically has been doping herself um as a russian athlete so it, it just follows their story and how they um how they go about kind of releasing the the, the news to the world um through the, the german journalists that they get in touch with and they're basically now living off in the united states um so anyone that's kind of seen Icarus um, with the, the Russian doctor, doctor um, Radchenko, who actually has a, a book out this year that's recently won a prize as well. It's kind of the precursor to that. Um, and it just follows a, a different pathway along the storyline of 
uh, Russian doping uh, and how they basically doped up all their athletes through like a government program. Um, sorry, I'm eating up a lot of time here, but the, basically that's my my book of the year. Um, that's a great ready. review. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be a review, but it <laughs> <laughs> I just rambled. But anyway, that's yeah, without without kind of going too in depth into it. Um, that's just a quick overview of it as well. Um, fantastic, fantastic book, fantastic journalism by by um David Walsh again. Nice. That's uh, that's a couple of great picks, and it's you know it's good because um they dovetail nicely with my picks because I did not read much nonfiction this year. Uh, I think for obvious reasons, it was a year for escapism for me. So all my picks are fiction. Um, but I guess this is the easiest one for, for my review of 2020. This is the easiest one of all. Book of the Year, Shuggy Bang by Douglas Stewart. Just a fantastic book. Uh, I don't. I think it's, it's, I mentioned it once or twice on the show already, I think. Um, and it, it actually just won the, the Booker a couple of weeks ago. It won the Booker Prize for this year. And it's just, it's one of the best books I've read in years. It really is fantastic. Uh, I will warn people that it's, it's a slog. It's, it's, it's it's kind of a hard, hard read. Like I wouldn't say you'd read it very quickly. It's a very big book, but it's more just there's a lot of drudgery and misery. Um, it's 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 set in 1980s Glasgow and the Thatcher era. You know the closing of the mines, alcoholism and poverty are rampant, and this is a young gay boy growing up amidst that. Uh, it's based off Douglas Stewart's own life. Um, and it's just yeah, it's 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 very sad, and these people are going through really tough times. But he writes with such compassion and such love for the characters that it it it, it completely pulls you through. It's it really is fantastic, a very empathetic novel. Uh, one of my one of my favorites ever, I'd almost say. I would say. So Shuggy Bane, top spot for me. And then my other picks are they're not books that came out this year, um, but uh, they're books I got round to reading this year. So. Uh, I'll go with um, The Godfather by Mario Puzo. Um, obviously, what the, the, the film is, is based on. Um, so I don't, I don't think I need to go into too much detail, but just I think the book is even better than people would imagine. It is fantastic. And it's a, it's a thrilling read. You'll fly through it. And we have a nice uh, 50th anniversary edition in the libraries, so I recommend people get that one, um, just because it's a nice hardcover copy of it. Um, and then also I have... Um, the 10th of December by George Saunders. It's one of his short story collections. Uh, he's he's my favorite short story writer. And this is the, between the, his, he's got two great collections that I've read. It's the 10th of December and Civil Warland and Bad Decline. Um, and they're both fantastic. He's just brilliant. So if anyone's looking for a good short story collection, he's your man. Um, and then finally, I've gone for a novella as well. Chess by Stefan Zweig. So obviously it's a being a novella, it's a short, it's a very short novel which revolves around chess and I'm a huge chess fan. I think anyone who's a fan of chess will enjoy this. It's a very easy read, a very quick read, um, but I'm a huge chess fan and uh, it, was, it was one of the most enjoyable reads for me for 2020. Um, yeah, and then I have, a, I, have a, I have a separate list for Irish books uh, that I enjoyed in tw in 2020, or books by Irish authors, I should say. Do you have any any books by Irish authors that that you enjoyed this year? Um, I do. Yeah, I have um one of my favorite books, uh, Rough Ride, Paul Kimmage. 
Um, oh, I got around to it again, maybe for the third time back in February, March. Um, fantastic, uh, fantastic book. Uh, probably my favorite book. Um, if you don't know by now, obviously I'm more of a, a kind of a sports reader. Um, what else have I got? The short stories. Yeah, just tying in your short stories there. Uh, Dubliners 100. Um, it's actually from various, it's the short stories. Um, it was celebrating 100 years of uh, James Joyce's uh, The Dubliners. So this is yeah. Dubliners 100 and Roddy it's Doyle. It's a great collection. Yeah, it's a very good collection. Um, some very, very funny kind of witty little stories in it as well. Um, yeah. From famous um, authors, Irish authors, Roddy Doyle, John Boyne, uh, Donald Ryan, who you're a big fan of, uh, Claire Boyle, and, and I think there was some... Um, kind of newish authors at the time of writing as well so uh, it's not a 2020 book but it's one that i got into this year um, and it was really really good the other one then i think which we are both big fans of that i actually read this year is uh, colin barrett uh, young skins yeah fantastic book i think that was actually again not 2020 but um 2014 i think 2014 but i think the relevance of it this year is actually pretty big in that um one of the stories within it um calm with horses which is probably on netflix. is now um being made in, into a little netflix kind of film i suppose you'd call it would it yeah yeah it was it was it, it wasn't even straight to netflix I remember it came out in the cinema but it's great that it's it's uh it's now on netflix so i haven't got i haven't gotten around to seeing it yet but i look forward to it yeah i'm a big I fan haven't. of barry keoghan as well he's a, he's a great actor so yeah i really look forward to seeing that actually yeah, so that's that that's that's pretty much me book wise for this year. Uh, I had a few other little bits that I, I quite enjoyed as well, but that's the main one. And I suppose to to the Irish, the, my main Irish one this year was that particular one, Colin Barrett, Young Skins. Um, yeah, Young Skins, it's it's there on my list as well. Um, absolutely fantastic. If anyone's looking for a good collection of Irish short stories, I wouldn't I wouldn't send them further than that. It's a great starting point. Young yeah. Skins, Colin Barrett. Uh, on top of that, I'd also I, I have a bu- another I have, a, I have a book from twenty nineteen, so it's almost uh, twenty twenty. It's Night Boat to Tangier, Kevin Barry, fantastic book, very funny, very heartfelt, very kind of idiosyncratic. He's he's a he's a very interesting uh, and funny writer, so uh, that comes highly recommended for me. And then um, a book from back in two thousand and five, I finally got around to reading this year. It's called The Swing of Things. Uh, by Sean O'Reilly um, and it tells the story of Noel Boyle who is from Derry and who has got into some trouble in Derry involving the IRA and moves to Dublin to try and start a new life but kind of gets dragged down by his past and his yeah I don't want to give too much more away than that it's kind of, it's quite a it's a tough read for some people, I guess, but I found it very thrilling, and I thought he created some fantastic characters. But I must admit that I know I know the man, so I'm com- I'm not completely impartial. Um, but I think he's a fantastic writer, and if you're looking for some some, it's, he's a real stylist and a real uh, boundary pusher. So if you're looking for some, um, you know, kind of avant-garde Irish writing, I, I'd look at Sean O'Reilly. So that's yeah, that, those are my. I, my books by Irish authors for the year. Wonderful. Will we we move on to um, I suppose we documentaries? Any decent? We I suppose we'll fly through these ones. I I think I will. We 
Um, so we have yeah. lots of time at the end for our fantastic book or crook section. Um, oh, yeah. My particular documentary of the year, um, Long Way Up, um, Ewan McGregor and his friend Charlie Berman, they are basically traveling from the south of America up through South America and I think they end in dun, 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 be Los Angeles or something along those lines as far as I can remember off the top of my head. Um, but they do it on e-bikes. Um, they oh, have, do they? Yeah. They Harley-Davidson electric bikes. Um, cool. They have done previously two other series, which were also... Long, Long Way Round, was that one of them? Long Way Round, yeah, which was also a book. I heard of that. Which is yeah. uh, well worth a read, and Long Way Down. Oh. Um, so that's my documentary of the year. And I suppose it's, it's just a fact as well that we can't overly... We can't travel this year, so it was a little bit more kind of exciting to watch. A couple of others of note, um, Where Dreams Go to Die, which is about a pretty wild kind of ultra marathon um, in a forest in Tennessee. Um, so that's called Where Dreams Go to Die. And the other one then is Atlanta, Atlanta's Missing and Murdered. Um, so it's The Lost Children is the name of that. And it's a pretty hard and kind of gripping watch um, based in the 1970s in Atlanta. Um, so that's definitely they're my definitely my uh, doc documentaries of the year anyway. Great choices, yeah. Um, similar to you know the nonfiction, I didn't I wasn't I didn't have much of an appetite for documentaries this year, but um, I did watch Tiger King. I don't think I need to say much about that. I watched that, <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, if if anyone hasn't seen it, it's it's a wild ride. I, I recommend it. There's some just crazy characters in there, and they are real people, so that makes it a incredibly intriguing uh, i also watched um epstein filthy rich it's a tough it's a it's a tough watch um and i wouldn't say that i felt i learned a lot that i didn't kind of garner from the news but it is interesting kinda, to see how it played out and how it, how it got done but it's it's not a light viewing anyway um and then finally i had this all or nothing series that follows, you know, sports teams um, in their day-to-day -day affairs. I watched the Spurs uh, all or nothing series on Amazon, which uh, which it's very interesting. Follows Spurs under um, Jose Mourinho's first year, first season in charge, and uh, whatever you think about the man, um, he is He's an intriguing character, so it's, it, that's good watching. Yeah, I heard that's actually really good. I haven't watched it yet myself. Huh? Yeah, it's fantastic. And then, um, yeah, I guess quickly I'll just go through a couple of uh, TV dramas that I watched for the first time this year. Um, the Americans, fantastic series. It follows uh, an American married couple who are actually undercover Russian agents seeking to undermine American democracy. And they have children and they have jobs and real lives in the suburbs, but they're also you know, conducting covert operations on a daily basis so it's, it's a great watch it's a long series it's a real slow burner but it's worth it in the end uh, it's it's a fantastic program um similarly enough homeland um it's been around a long time so i probably don't need to say much about that um but i'll just warn people that if they watch it and then they suddenly go off it around the second or third season i don't blame them i did the same thing the show gets better uh, the first season's great and then it gets better from about season four onwards so highly recommended. Finally, The Queen's Gambit. I think it's Netflix's most successful drama to date. Um, like I said, I'm a huge chess fan, so it was an easy watch for me. Um, 
it's it's very stylish it's 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 very easy on the eye it's a it's a nice period piece it's got a, a couple of very interesting characters i wouldn't say it's the most nuanced or deep show it's 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 quite shallow it doesn't say an awful lot but it's a it's a very easy enjoyable watch and it's faithful to the game of chess so that gets a, a thumbs up from me very good i suppose my one would be the second um the second episode of it is screening tonight uh the hunger the story of the irish famine um second episode i think is on tonight on rte um it's narrated by liam neeson and i watched it last last monday night and it was uh, very informative a lot of stuff that i learned from it that i actually never knew so the second part of that is uh tonight and it's available on the rte player also so that's probably been my my particular one my particular Sorry, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to catch that on the player myself yeah yeah as it was not a tv drama but i suppose the other ones that i did watch this year were the fall and the bodyguard uh, so the fall is based in belfast i've, I've heard they're good yeah following a, a serial killer in belfast um gillian anderson is the main star in that and the bodyguard is another bbc production as well and it follows the prime minister's bodyguard basically yeah won't give, won't give too much away on them definitely pick them up correct well andy you know i uh, have a section here for what i'm looking forward to in 2021 but i'm thinking now to make more time for our bumper book or crook session section section maybe we'll leave that till january for our i first show back think that is very very wise we'll move on great okay um and did you have any any other highlights of 2020 or did you are you ready for the rollicking you're about to go um i think i'm ready i think i'm ready okay right well uh, i won't i won't waste any more time okay what do i want to hit you with first so andy i'm gonna i'm gonna like i said it's a bumper edition there's gonna be 20. okay um and for anyone who hasn't listened to the show before, this game is called Book or Crook, where I give Andy a book title. He tells me if it's real, if I found it here on the shelf in the library, or if it is a fabrication. And Andy, you'll need to score uh, 11 out of 20 to win. This marking scheme it needs to be reviewed. Well, unfortunately, the, the committee that oversees that, uh, I'm the only person on the committee. So okay. you'll, you'll have to take it up with uh with management okay <laughs> so no further ado number one the wooden door um book it is not a book and that came from our attendant dave I'll kill that. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Dave, Dave got your hook, line, and sinker there. Brilliant work, Dave. Okay. Death comes for the Archbishop. Death comes for the Archbishop. Um, book. It is a book. It is a book. And that was a real book title provided by our colleague Siobhan. So she'll be disappointed that you saw through that one. Okay. Next up we have Shakespeare's Landlord. 
I think that's going to be a crook. Um, or I'll is it a push it for a final answer? I'm gonna go with book. Book final answer? Yeah. You're correct. It's a book by Charlene Harris. Okay. okay. The Hoodwinker's Glee. Uh, crook, I think. It is a crook. I was hoping I would be feeling some Hoodwinker's Glee after that one. <laughs> Sadly not. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Hair with Amber Eyes. A Hidden Inheritance. The, the hair with amber eyes. The hair with amber eyes, H-A-R-E, a hidden inheritance. Um, that's so random and long that I'm going to go that it's an actual book. It is a book. It is a book. It's a book by Edmund DeWall. Okay. Death in Reykjavik. Uh, crook. Yes. <laughs> that is a crook, and that was again from our colleague Siobhan. She will be devastated. <laughs> okay, well I'm two nil up against Siobhan anyway. Yeah, and uh, I won't tell you what the what the score is in, in general. Uh, I'll hit you with another. Um, a pond in spring. Pond in spring. I think that's going to be a crook. Yeah, I'm going to go with crook. Yeah, Unless that's it's from a gardening me. book. No, that's, that's a crook from me. Fair play. Okay, The Lady of Abbey Street. The Lady of Abbey Street. Uh, I think that's going to be a crook as well. I'm going to go with crook on that one. Yeah. <laughs> That, that one came from our colleague, Neil. So he'll be devastated too. Um, okay. Cookies, ice cream, and conversation. A book. woman's journey. Book. No, that's a crook from Mark. <laughs> Mark will be delighted with that. Okay. And that's another point from me. Okay. The Tale of Genji. Did I read a book this year called Genji something? Um, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm going to go with book anyway. Because I know Genji means something. No yeah, that's a, that's a real book from Siobhan. Siobhan found that one. Okay. Next, I'll hit you with... In the Saint Nick of Time, a Lapland emergency. Book. No, that's a crook. <laughs> that, that was my work, so I take particular pleasure in that. What score am I on? The score is currently eight to three in your favor. Okay. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly okay. over the line. The Dawn Chorus. Dawn chorus. Um, I'm going to go with book. It is a book. 
It is a book. Fair play. Okay. Missing Joseph. Crook. No, it's a book. Another point for me. How to destroy America in three easy steps. That could be uh, that could be a Trump book, couldn't it? How to destroy America in three easy steps. I'm gonna go with book on that one. Yeah, it's a book by Ben Shapiro. That's another point for Andy. You're getting dangerously close to that eleven. Okay. My mother's lover's ghost and other stories. Oh, that sounds like a total crook, doesn't it? My, give it me the title again, quickly. I know we're, my, we're really tight in time. My mother's lover's ghost crook. and other stories. Yeah, that was one of mine. <laughs> okay, another point for Andy. Oh, oh, that's not looking good. Okay, Andy, you're you're now at eleven. Ah. So, uh, ho hopefully, I can make it more respectable. We'll run through the last of them. Ruined by a reckless Viscount. Crook. Nope, that is a Mills and Boone. <laughs> that is a book. Okay. Terry the Twisted Tortoise. Uh, that's, God only knows what that is. Um, I'm going to go with Crook. Yep, that one came from our colleague Ellie. Unlucky Ellie. Okay. Later, I'm too busy. Um, I'm going to go with Crook. Crook, final answer? Yeah. Yep, that, uh, that one came from Eddie. Uh, or at least that was his response when I asked him for a fake book title. <laughs> His response was, later, I'm too busy. Uh, how many have you got left on? <laughs> Just a few. Just a Spare few. Brides. Spare Brides uh, book. Will we leave this now as the last one? You can save them for 2021. Um, we'll okay. come back I'll, and destroy I'll, you yet again. I'll give you one more, Andy. I've eaten much too much, and now I need to lie down. I'm going to think that's a children's book about not eating too many sweets at Halloween. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Crook. I'm going to just mix it up a little. You're going to go with Crook? You sure? Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. Yeah, that was one of mine. Uh, I thought I'd, I'd finish on a high. Well, <laughs> congratulations, Andy. You uh, you wiped the floor with, with all of us. Wonderful. So you'll be you'll be a popular man at work today. No, I will not. I will probably be probably be chastised. But anyway, your team of your basically your team of researchers has been dismantled <laughs> in one fell swoop. I'll have to I'll have to get better researchers. Don't. I think we might have to uh, leave it at that for this evening. Will we? We've run way way over time. Unfortunately, so. Yeah. Well, well Danny, it's been a pleasure, and listeners, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll, we'll be back in January. Yeah. But well, the show, the show will go on in our absence anyway. The show will in go on absence, in our absence, and Donald, thank you for coming on, and thank you to all the listeners and everyone, and take care. Thanks, Andy. Happy Christmas, Happy New Year. Same to you, listeners. Slan live.